Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your drive host. Yeah, drive. Been on dri- oh, I did drive this week. You did, Danny, but it's been me ever since that Tuesday. And it will be me tonight or today from 4pm alongside Goffy. So make sure you uh, make an appointment to listen. I think people say in the biz, in your diary. No one has diaries and no one has appointments to listen. Anyway, let's start with uh, my show, Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. It was Jason Cundy. Alongside him was Jerry Groves. Of course, ex-Arsenal and I think it was here at Colchester. What else did he do? Nothing of any interest. Anyway, it was Jerry and Jason on the Sports Bar talking Manchester United. And it says here, possibly Wolves and possibly Rangers. Mm, my guess is it was definitely United. A little bit of Wolves because they kicked off later. And, uh, well... Let's find out, shall we? A beautiful bit of play from Fernandez. Finds a Galo. Oh. Galo! Oh, that's a belter! Oddi and Agalo gives Manchester United the lead. It was great play by Fernandez initially. It was a training game. Yeah. But you're playing in front of, uh, well, not in front, uh, yeah, yeah. in an yeah. empty stadium. Um, it's the Linzer Stadion. Normally it's got 21,000 mm. like capacity. For last to have any chance against Manchester United, mm. they needed a full house. They needed it rocking because you you've played in pre-season games, Jay, and you mm. played in testimonial games. You've played yes. in um, the end of season games, right? And you don't get the same nerves when there's nobody there. I, and I defy any apart from Tyson Fury, he's probably one of the only sportsmen I've never seen get nervous to be fair because he actually enjoys the occasion. But you always get. When you need it, don't you? On, on a match day, yeah. you, you, you get the buzz when you get into the stadium, you, you get the feel of it as you go in there, you see the fans coming up to the stadium, you come out for warm-up, it's different, there'll be a few people dotted around, you know, the announcers, you see all the, uh, the action on the screen when you're playing, and then when you run out, that noise hits you when you run out of the tunnel, and then that's when the, you're a little nervous. So basically it? Lask, who are, let's be honest, no one expects Lask to go through even before this, but had they got a full crowd there, had they had that 20-odd thousand fans behind them, make, make an atmosphere, create a bit of noise, give them any night something to, maybe they got the first goal in the game, it, totally different. Evening, gents. This is a statement from Arsenal that has recently been released saying that their manager, Mikel Arteta, has tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, The Premier League, of course, have said that fixtures will go ahead this weekend, so we don't know if this news will impact that just yet. Arsenal always say that their London Colney training base has now been closed. Arteta, of course, is going to go into self-isolation. But that's the latest news coming into us here on TalkSport. Mikel Arteta has tested positive for coronavirus. Well, uh, Alfie, thank you very much. 
much. And uh, I said earlier at the top of the show, this is such a fast-moving story, and hour by hour, it doesn't even, it seems like minute by minute now that this story continues to grow bigger and bigger. It was in, uh, inevitable at some stage that football was going to be fe- affected directly. Uh, we didn't think it was going to happen this soon. Well, I certainly didn't, but... Um, well, obviously we wish uh, Mikel Arteta um, a speedy recovery, um, but um, inc- incredible news there. I mean, I'll get your thoughts, Perry, as a former Gunnar. I know you still work for the for the football club. It's shocking news, this. It is. Do you know what? I, I thought that if a player tested positive for coronavirus, like the, the player has mm. in for Juventus, mm. then that would they'd call all the games off. Mm. I'll be very surprised. The Brighton-Arsenal game... Probably isn't going to go ahead now, I wouldn't have thought, on mm. Saturday, which I was going to be at. Mm. I, I'll be amazed if the fixtures continue at the weekend. Because if you think all of is the people... Not, is it not now? I, but all I, the people that Arteta's come into contact with mm. from Saturday, mm. Mm. West Ham, mm. West Ham players. Yes, yes. Yes, of course. It's, 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 it's end. You can literally say, well, then it affects another two teams and then another two teams. And uh, yes, so some, the breaking news in the last couple of minutes has just reached here as Talksport. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta has this evening tested positive for coronavirus. And as I said earlier, we wish him a speedy recovery. But the, uh, the ongoing effect that that's going to have and the snowball effect this is going to have on football, is it not now time that we just decide now, before the weekend's games, that we stop, isn't the time? Hasn't the time come now for 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 the Premier League to grab this by the by the throat and say we are not going to have Premier League games this weekend? It was just a couple of hours ago they released a statement that said every single game will go ahead. Well, clearly that's not going to happen now, and it can't happen now. As a football fan, surely the time has come for for professional football and, I'm, and right across the leagues, professional football now to say that we cannot go on with this. <laughs> Breaking news on Talk Sport. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Obviously, as you just mentioned, the news about Mikel Arteta having coronavirus. We've also just had a statement from the Premier League. They will say they're saying that they will have an emergency meeting tomorrow to discuss future fixtures. No more information at this stage. But as you gentlemen have just been saying, clearly this could throw a bit of a spanner in the works with the Premier League's plans to have fixtures this weekend. Uh, Alfie, thank you very much. No doubt we'll be seeing you again very, very shortly, the way this uh, first hour has gone. Just to confirm that the Premier League are having an emergency meeting tomorrow morning. Um, And I think it's inevitable now that the Premier League will have to suspend and postpone the league matches that are coming up for the foreseeable future. It's a no-brainer, Jack. The the first... Uh, item on the agenda tomorrow, isn't it? So, right. It's the only item, isn't it? Well, but then they'll have to discuss what their plans are going forward. Mm, But the first mm, one is, mm. do we all agree that Mm. there's no fixtures this weekend? I've got some more breaking news here. Arsenal's game has been called off against Brighton. Um, It's not surprising. uh, After Mikel Arteta has been confirmed, uh, diagnosed with coronavirus, Arsenal's game against Brighton this weekend has been called off. Um, Perry, your reaction? We said straight away, yeah. there's no way it was going to go ahead. No, that would no. be the domino effect. Yes, because of what's going to happen in West Ham. And we've game. seen photographs of Mikel Arteta hugging Moyes. and shaking hands with David Moyes last so, weekend. So he has come into contact with Mikel Arteta. So the government advice is, if you've come into contact with somebody, yes, you should you get test, you get yes. tested, and yes. even if you aren't tested positive, yes. you self isolate. So David Moyes has come into contact with obviously all of his players and his coaching staff. Yes. So this is this is the domino effect. There, there's no other answer to their meeting, their emergency yeah. meeting tomorrow in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. There's no other option 
than to call the games off at the weekend. No, there's not. It needs leadership. It needs a coherent plan. It needs somebody to step up to the plate and you know and get things sorted. But health comes first. And my goodness, have you not seen that with the the players that have been infected and now Michael Arteta infected as well? Um, it's just not on. And you know, leadership just is not there. And <clears throat> I'm afraid not just football supporters, but the players uh, and and the support staff and the managers and all the rest of it are just being treated as a commodity without any any recognition of health risks over sheer finance. And that's that's my opinion. Well, you're absolutely no, you're brilliant. Girl. I mean, you're right. The health has to come over absolutely everything right now. And um, the most important thing is that football just doesn't come under that banner. And, for, and any sport doesn't come under that banner. No, because life is more important mm, by, mm, by a long mm. way. But the thing is, because this is... I don't think a lot of people, even the governing bodies, they've never had this sort of situation before. Hopefully this could be an idea as uh, one way to resolve it. Okay. So when, whenever we go back, because it could be two months, could be four months, depending on when it actually peaks. Yep. Mm. But if you started back and you, you said you were going to start it, as it is now, so it's literally paused and restarts... But you do double headers. So for you, you scheduling your games up till, if you go from, let's say, July to September, you schedule in your games, everyone carries on playing as they are now. But if you get a team, say, Arsenal versus Man City, it's a six-pointer. You know they're not getting relegated. So you have three points that are for this season and then three points that go into next season's tally and they don't play them again once you finish this season and it goes into next. So you've had a, a three points that cover this season, three points that cover next season. You've played that game for this season and that season. That would work all the way down the tiers. If you get someone like Leeds come up, mm-hmm. they are going to start on zero points. So they've got to play 38 games. Right. But by that time, Arsenal would have, let's say, 30 games to play. Right. And they'd have the extra games against West Brom, Leeds, and, for example, Bristol City. So... There would be a few more games to play over the season, but once you've got the, let's say there's eight premiership games to play, out of the way, you have a break, you open a transfer window, they bring in all the players they want to bring in, and then you start again. What that does is it allows everyone to all settle down. If people have got contracts up till July, gentlemen's agreement, carry on playing up until the September break, and then move on to their new team. And it just balances balances out. You, you've got everything covered. Everyone carries oh, you, on playing. Dino, Everyone plays Dino, Dino, get yourself on the on the on the, on the, on prim- the panel tomorrow. Yeah, Premier League we need you website. in the meeting tomorrow. Get yourself down at the meeting. Just get yourself you've a, sh- a shirt. Sh- get a shirt and tie. Okay, get yourself down there. Just don't take no for an answer. Get yourself on the top table and tell them what you told us. Because to, I've got to say, you lost me a little Do bit, you know Dino. You no, lost me a little Dino, bit. Dino, you had me at double headers, <laughs> right? Then. Then the split, the 30 and yeah. the 38. Look, there's method in Dino's oh, madness. I, I said, yeah. there is no bad ideas on By this way, show tonight. Our, our brains are exploding <laughs> yes. trying to get out. Like, your brain must have exploded as he's working yeah, You clearly out. thought about it, though, Dino. Yes. Send it in. Email the Premier League and put that to him. <laughs> Time now to hear from the Romford Pele. Of course, he was at Cheltenham alongside big Alan Brazil. And he was talking about Jurgen Klopp criticising Simeone's winning style. A little bit surprised that he might have just had a go at how they play. How do they think they're going to play? They're going to come out open football at Anfield when you've got a 1-0 lead. You've got, you've got to sit off a little bit, haven't you? Well, it's, it's difficult. Um, 
Well, what do you expect no, them no, to do? I know, no, that, that we, we all expected Atletico to play that way, didn't we? But Liverpool has but so I many think, chances. I know, but I think the way what Jürgen's saying is with the, the quality in the squad, he's basically saying, I would not play, if I was manager of Atletico, I wouldn't play that style. Well, that, well they've got through, though. That's that's the big question, Mark. Well, he said know, that uh, as well, to be fair. Some people will set up their teams uh, differently in different, different situations. Maybe at home, there was a little bit more expansive. They went forward a little bit more. Away from home, you know, Diego Simeone's always set his teams up like that. Yeah. Hard to beat. Get everyone behind the ball. I know they've got good quality as well. Uh, but they, they, they got the job done. But Liverpool should have gone through, I mean, with the chances they had. Now, from 7pm last night, Hugh Wozencroft was in the hot seat alongside Liverpool fan Darren Lewis. Journalist, of course, Darren Lewis, who you may or may not be aware, blocked me on not social media, on my own texting feed with him. After the Liverpool game, I texted him no more than 17 laughing gifts, and he blocked me. Anyway, it was Darren Lewis, brackets, bitter man, and Gabby Agbodnahor on the show. Over the course of my career, the media sort of, I'd say, picked on me. I think um, even in, um, I think it might have been 2016 or, yeah, there were three stories in three days. And I remember getting texts of people saying, um, I've just um, drove past the, um, the local paper store and you're on it again. Then the next day on it again. And some of the stuff was like private stuff as well. It wasn't stuff that maybe I'd done that I shouldn't have done. It was like personal private stuff. And it was just come to the, the stage where it was like, this is half bullying. You know, it's like three days in a row to be on the front page of a paper. And there's that many bigger things than me going on in the world at that time. I felt that, um, yeah, I was victimised. I've been retired a year and a half. And I've done an interview for um, at a Celtic Park. For like at a charity game and then the the guy asked me do you would you love to play for Celtic and obviously I said yeah because they're a massive club next minute the story is Gabby wants to go Celtic and what does the Birmingham Mail do the reporter who um, worked for them who I've never got on with Matt Kendrick he um, creates a massive story saying these are the reasons why Celtics will keep away from Gabby you know like I've left Villa you can't still let it go you still, <laughs> I might be like 50 years old, you'll probably bring out a story. This is why Gabby shouldn't be manager of a, do you know what I mean, a team. So it's just, I think, a bit of bitterness as well from um, some reporters. Just let it go. Let it go, Matt. You're listening to TalkSport Daily. Now I've got an email here from, uh, there's no name on it. And it says, uh, dear Andy, loving the podcast as always. Just wondering if you can give me more information on Sockley Park, the glove puppet owned by Andy Jacobs. Uh, so, yeah, let me just fold this one. I'll do it later. Just fold that in the... Uh, uh, we're in the bin, really. Uh, this is Hawksby and Jacobs doing what they do best from Cheltenham. Good afternoon, Andy. Yeah, good afternoon, Paul. And I had such a poor day punting yesterday. I've decided I'm not listening to any experts whatsoever. It's Omen Day here on yeah. the show. And I'm letting Sockley pick my horses for today. So here he goes. He's doing Sockley's doing the Sockley's first Sockley's hovering horse. over it. And he's going with Melon. Melon's got a chance. Melon. So Sockley's, Sockley's gone with Melon. Well done. And he's holding, he's got Sockley Park, his puppet pal, wearing tweeds. And Sockley's holding a pen, and he is doing the old pin stickers. That's right, yeah, absolutely. So you're on Melon, yeah? yeah. Honestly, yesterday was so desperate. Uh, yeah. John and I, we decided to turn to the 446 dog race at Bellevue in Manchester. Yeah. And blow me, we had a winner. 
<laughs> burning rubber yeah. came in. So was, I thought it was a bit vulgar <laughs> that you went off course <laughs> while racing was. I mean, somebody somebody said to me yesterday said I'm having no joy here. He said what we need now is a little dirty race at Sedgefield. Yeah, because it is seen it's yeah. seen as bad form, Honestly, isn't it? It's, there you are at the. It's bad. Are, I mean, we've got so desperate that we decided. That, Table, we're sitting at table 19 at breakfast. That's our form guy. We're lumping on yeah. horse 19. In we're the not. Race. Please gamble respond. We're not lumping on anything. <laughs> um, we will tell you, though, in the second race uh, this afternoon, if your team, if, if there's any uh, Villa fans or Norwich fans or others maybe feel that they're in jeopardy or any in any division mm. uh, feel like they're in jeopardy, uh, there's a horse called Relegate that has a chance. Oh, good. So if you, if you <laughs> want to take Bendis. the edge off. <laughs> uh, things not going particularly well for your club and maybe winning a few quid on relegate. Uh, that may be one that Paddy Power tips up uh, in a few moments' time. We'll be catching up with him shortly. Now, uh, of course, very much uh, the coronavirus is very much on people's minds. And yeah. Of course, racing may well be in doubt for tomorrow. We're going to find out later. But there have been some strange hand-washing situations here. And uh, you saw yesterday a woman gelling her hands while still well, wearing no, this leather was a, gloves. It was a, actually a picture, to be fair, to the Telegraph's oh, photographer. Was it? I yeah, was she was wearing... She was wearing leather gloves, and uh, she was using the, the the hand gel over the gloves. That's what you call belt and braces, isn't it? Really is, That's honestly. fantastic. But it's it's, it's pointless. You, you wash. It's not pointless because you've got to do it. But you wash yeah. your hands yeah. here at Cheltenham. As soon as you come out the toilet, somebody shakes your hand. So you yeah. might, then you have to go back in the loo again and do it again. So it's yeah. quite it's a, it's a, quite it's a constant battle, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know if Gordon Davis is here today, but uh, what the former uh, Man City, uh, and Wales, and Fulham frontman and pest controller pest more went into the world of pest control. I, I think he sold the business. I'm off. wearing this jacket today, and I've discovered the moths got. To oh, it. the moths got to it. Now look at it; it's all moth-eaten. I didn't even realise when I put it on. I mean, it so. gives it character, though. <laughs> oh, very much. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You look like uh, a yeah, fantastic, good look. And a very good incident last night. Well, I say very good. It was actually quite depressing for me. We were in a restaurant, and uh, as we're leaving, to, we paid the bill as we're leaving, I get out, and this bloke at the next table calls me over and he says, excuse me, he said, I've, been, I've been looking at you three. He was trying to work out the dynamic of the three of us eating, mm. me, you, and the producer. He yeah, said, yeah. yeah, he said, are you grandfather, father, and son? <laughs> oh, what a joy <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was. Thanks very much, that was mate. Fantastic. That's really tremendous. Good old boy. <laughs> yeah, granddad, granddad oh, Jacob. No, grand, really, yeah. honestly. And John's our son now. <laughs> yeah, I know, well, he is. Yeah, yeah. He is like our son. Yeah, but that was. Uh, did you like that? And did you take that well? Oh, I took it very well. No, I didn't actually. Yeah. I absolutely. We should say. Hammered him. Say um, we didn't get a freebie. We paid for it, but we give a mention to. Uh, oh yeah, we lovely. Went, this, went to this restaurant called the Coconut Tree, recommended. Yeah, uh, very nice. By someone who lives in in mm. the uh, city, in the town, and yeah. it was sensational, wasn't it? Sensational. Uh, Sri Lankan street food. Very nice. Sensational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, and, uh, and uh, I think there were listeners, uh, the guys there. So uh, uh, thank you very much, and. Uh, yeah. Uh, have a great afternoon. I have um, actually had a word with the clerk of the course here because I'm bringing in a new rule for next year. Yeah. Anyone who wears shoes without socks will be banned from the course for life. Well, for Gold Cup Day is very much shoes without socks. I'm not uh, happy about it, it at yeah, all. It's, we'll really, it's really quite poor. And uh, Admiral Wristband, the man on the door here, he's very, very uh, diligent. He won't let you in without a wristband. But he stru struck again yesterday when John popped out for two minutes. And when he came back, he'd forgotten him. So he had absolutely no yeah. facial recognition. What a... What a We've decided, we've yeah. decided we're going to buy a racehorse, me, you and the producer. If the lottery comes up yeah. or something, we go, oh, they got the sales. they got yeah. sales tonight in the parade ring. Or Mellon comes in in the first race. Yeah, Sockley. Mellon and Sockley are one in. So yeah. Sockley can be in on it. Yeah. And we'll buy a horse called Captain Wristband. <laughs> Why not? And we'll be back at Cheltenham as owners. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and Mop Master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.